DW. Global Witness, which has been recording environmental killings since 2011, has found that in the last four years, more than one-third of deadly attacks have been against indigenous people, despite them only making up 5% of the global population. Government employees and park rangers are also common targets. I recently spoke with Rachel Cox, a campaigner at Global Witness, and I started out by asking her what the main takeaways from the group's report were. Our report shows that, shockingly, over half of all of reported killings last year occurred across two countries, so Colombia and the Philippines. Despite, however, the overall figures being the highest year on record, we still suspect that the real figure is likely to be greater because many cases aren't recorded or are very rarely investigated, particularly in regions where there are greater restrictions on media reporting What is also clear is that killings are just the sharp end. We know that many more defenders uh, have been attacked, jailed, or have faced smear campaigns because of their work. So you mentioned Colombia and the Philippines as two of the most dangerous countries for environmental activists. Let's take the Philippines first. What are the conditions that make it so dangerous there? The country has consistently been named as one of the worst places in Asia for attacks against rights activists and land environmental defenders in particular. You know, high impunity rates uh, in particular, but also the relentless vilification of human rights advocates by the government, the number of land environmental activists in particular who have been murdered since President Duterte took office has risen dramatically. So we've recorded 119 victims in his first three years of government. This is almost double the figure for the three years prior to his election. And what about Colombia? Are are there similar conditions there or is, is it a different situation? It has the highest number of killings, according to our data, than anywhere else in the world for 2019. But what's most worrying is that this is a trend of over 150% increase since 2018. We can also see that so far for 2020, it's been terrible for killings of social leaders in the country, particularly as a result of COVID-19 lockdown conditions. Were there any specific attacks that caught global witnesses notice this year? Were Were there any cases that stand out to you as emblematic of some of these issues that are going on? Angelica Ortez. She's a Wayu indigenous woman based in northern Colombia. Since 2007, they've led protests against a huge coal mining project in that region. As a result of her activism, she, you know, she faced six threats alone in, in 2019, uh, allegedly from paramilitary groups who are operating in that area. She's also been subject to public smear campaigns, Communities, uh, including herself, have made uh, requests to the government for protection. There's been no adequate response. So, you know, defenders like Angelica are speaking quite openly about the threats and attacks that they face from a very early stage as a result of their activism. And yet, time and time again, when they ask for greater protection or when they even call out projects for infringing upon their environmental and human rights, they're often ignored up until the point they ultimately uh, face the most most lethal threat. What are some of the most dangerous industries when it comes to those industries that environmental defenders are fighting against? Our data from 2019 could not be clearer. 
last year, the industries with the high, uh, connected to the highest number of attacks were mining at the top, followed by agribusiness and then the logging industry. But the greatest jump was also linked to the logging sector, where we saw an 85% rise in recorded killings against defenders opposed to that industry. We often see over the years of kind of analysing these trends that land intensive industries, particularly mining projects, often encroach onto indigenous lands or they've been connected to environmental harms or damaging health impacts which affect nearby communities. One other major finding of the report was that indigenous communities, as you mentioned, face a much more significant threat. I believe it was 40% of those murdered were from indigenous communities. Why is this such a higher number among Indigenous communities? Trends suggest that in most cases, Indigenous defenders are attacked because the resources that their communities own, occupy or or utilise are often coveted by businesses and governments who have a financial interest in the same, same land. As I said, these project boundaries become the front lines looking at a a kind of longer view of our data, we can see that between 2015 and 2019, our reporting shows that more than a third of lethal attacks have been against Indigenous peoples, despite the fact that they only represent 5% of the world's population. So the rate of attack is much higher against Indigenous populations worldwide. It's not just Indigenous communities or traditional land environmental activists who have been killed. And 2019 in particular was quite interesting because we recorded that 19 government employees and park rangers were killed globally. So this demonstrates quite clearly that it, it's not just your traditional frontline defender who is, is facing threats as a result of their activism. Actually, out of the 19, eight occurred in the Philippines. So it was the country with the highest number of state employees that were killed. The defenders were employees working for the Department of Environment and Natural Resources when they were killed. As far as you can tell, who was responsible for their deaths? Out of the eight victims, five were killed by hitmen. So the ultimate identity is not known. The perpetrators behind attacks are generally very hard for us to to identify. So what we can say is at the time that these activists were killed, they were actively campaigning on the environment or in this case, working for a government department on environmental issues. And it's believed that this is one of the reasons for why they've been targeted. I mean, in some of these countries, the governments are actively hostile towards environmental activists. I'm just wondering what individuals, you know, maybe listeners to this show, what we can do. Yes. I mean, essentially, as individuals, we're all consumers. The root causes behind attacks against land environmental defenders are connected to the expansion of businesses and companies who are seeking to extend their reach and increase their profit margins. So us at the other end, we're buyers of many of these products. And so it's down to us to think about where our products are coming from, where these goods are coming from. And that ranges from the palm oil that is in many of our our beauty products, in our food, from coffee, but also to other resources. So minerals, timber, the timber that we use for our hardwood floors. It's, yeah, we have a responsibility to demand through our buying power that 
these companies are living up to their legal and ethical responsibilities, but also to call out our own governments who are entering into trade deals or are undertaking business with other national governments who are who are not doing enough to protect offenders or who are even actively criminalising, as we've seen in countries like the Philippines, for example. DW. 